Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and this episode is one of our Q's of the Force. What does Q stands for? Stands for? It stands for questions. It also stands for grammar today, I guess. Anyway, we're excited to talk questions of the Force. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Epsuck, notoriously bad at grammar talking, I am, <laughs> and uh, I'm happy to be discuss- discussing questions. Yeah, well, you're just, you're just talking like Yoda. It's great. It's great. All right. We uh, want to let you know, as 
always, that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. We are continuing to recommend Mission to Disaster by Justina Ireland. We're going to be diving into that one on our deep dive episode this very week. If you want to listen first, you can download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. And that is all of our offers for now, but there will be more offers in the future. Uh, Ken, are you ready for questions and perhaps answers? I'm ready for questions. I'm ready for more. And I'm ready to uh, dive in. <laughs> Excellent. We always get two questions from Twitter and two from our patrons on Patreon. We're going to go to Twitter first. Jay from nowhere says, do midichlorians scale in accordance with the size of the host? If a higher count means more force, one would expect a Wookiee Jedi to be more powerful than Yoda when that's clearly not the case. <laughs> uh, I suppose somebody could make a really controversial case. That Briaga is more powerful than Yoda. Perhaps we will see that. Uh, mm. Ken, where do you go with this one? Well, this is this Jay from nowhere. You, you probably thought this was like a simple, fun question, and it's been on your mind. This one uh, challenged me. Um, <laughs> science challenges me in the sense of like my high school chemistry class is where I learned to play poker. Uh, and I was a good student, but this stuff, uh, a little over my head sometimes I just, yeah, I'll, I'll learn to play poker with my friends in the back of the class, which by the way, the teacher kind of knew and let us do interesting discussion. So I sometimes uh, get a little, um, not intimidated, but like really want to think like, okay, what well, that's, that's a great point, Jay from nowhere. What, 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 what would happen here? So my, my answer is this, Joseph, on a stat sheet. Yes. That makes a ton of sense. If you're putting together your, your D and D character as a Jedi or uh, looking at the back of the baseball cards. Yeah. That, that kind of make some sense but i just go to this idea of like hey it's how you let the force flow through you right like and that's a very generalized way to look at it yoda is just connecting to every midi-chlorian he has where mm. someone like a gungi or Buryaga, yeah maybe maybe they're still learning and and um going to, I, I love I, that the example that george said of like hey anyone can play basketball just other people have just more innate skills mm -hmm. and and and, uh, and, and, uh, and affinity to, for picking it all up um I kind of think that that's kind of how it goes. It's all there. You might have thousands upon thousands of midichlorians, but do you know how to connect to them is a the big difference. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, not necessarily the count, but how you use them is one way to approach this for sure. <laughs> and I like the storytelling that we've had in the High Republic where, um, you know, different characters aren't as uh, innately connected to the Force. Like, like Wreath Silas starts off as like, uh, connection to the force for fighting is not easy for me. It doesn't make sense. And I try, or, you know, great stories about mm. Imri of like, he, he, re he doesn't connect strongly to the force this way, but he connects strongly to force that way. So I think thinking about it as like, yeah, it's, it's science or fantasy or whatever. It's all a, a, a metaphor for, you know, unlocking your full potential and finding out what's blocking yeah. you from connecting the most to who you are and to uh, the, the larger truths of the galaxy, all that. I also think, you know, kind of getting into the like, all right, let's put on our, our nerd hats and have some fun with this, right? Uh, yeah. I don't think the count scales to the size, right? Necessarily. Mm. Like, so we are talking about um, microscopic <laughs> beings, yeah. right? So Yoda, even though he's smaller, uh, it's not like he doesn't have enough room. He still has yeah. more midichlorians than, you know, Briaga. <laughs> Sorry, Briaga. Yeah. You know, uh, so I think. Yoda is smaller than Briaga, but I mm. think Yoda's midi chlorine count is higher than Briaga's, you know? 
Loved um, it. No, yeah, absolutely. Like your number's your number. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's like it's like um uh, if you know Yoda has a smaller storage space, but he's got more stuff packed in there. Ryaka's got this big yeah. storage space, but he's just got a, he's got some couches. It's nice. It's artfully decorated. Yeah, I love that. Which <laughs> goes back to the, the, my my thought of up top of just like yeah, you might have twenty thousand, but can you connect all twenty thousand? Yeah, I don't know. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. And I and I think there is room for like really fun debate and mm-hmm. thought about this partially because Lucas himself has has talked about how Anakin's force use was diminished after losing his mm-hmm. limbs, you know, but yeah. Vader is still plenty powerful. And I think you can go to the technical or you can go a little bit more to the to the to the spiritual. Right. It was yes. Anakin's connection to the force damaged by his choices, you know. You know, it's funny, and, and I think going back to, to 99 when, when the concept of midichlorians was introduced, obviously a lot of people had a lot of issues with it, and, and it is that kind of idea of we all kind of maybe thought it was more spiritual than technical, and and I think George is saying, hey, it can be all of it, it can be both, but I, I understand that. I, I was one of the ones of like, well, what are midichlorians, sir? I, I, didn't, I myself had that question, but then you just maybe a great thought, yeah. Are, are they located in different areas? So if you lose a leg, do you lose some? <laughs> is your number down? Yeah, I think Lucas has directly said. I would have to look up the the quote. I don't have every Lucas interview on yeah. file, but I feel like he has said things that are close to that. Like, yeah, no, he he lost some of his connection to the Force. Yeah, he's, he's diminished. Absolutely, yeah, that, that Star Wars archives one, uh, the, the the prequel era one, has got a lot of that great stuff in there. Yeah, I just love you know. Oh man, I, my, I lost my ankle midichlorians. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, I mean, it's it, yeah, it, it's really funny to think about on a technical level. And when Lucas says that, it's like, yeah, no, he lost all his his arm. Midi chlorians, <laughs> uh, but I think for me, I I know that the midi chlorian can pull toward the scientific and the technical of like, okay, yeah. the force is a, a. I we even did a sketch for a convention, uh, you know, at one point. I think it was Wedge questioning Luke, and it's like, why do you get to be everything? And it's like, oh, because the the force, the midi chlorians, like, oh, you're in charge because you have a blood disease, <laughs> yeah. and Luke saying like, yeah, yeah, I got it from my father. Um, so I understand all the, all the jokes and the pull towards making it, you know, scientific, right? Yeah. But when you drill down to what the idea is of like, um, Anakin, you know, through his own choices, lost, you know, has lost some of his nature from from his connection to his blood, some of his connection to mm-hmm. the rest of the galaxy. You know, I think that's that to me is is more powerful of you know this great idea that even even though there are things in star wars that you can get real technical about uh you know engines <laughs> mm-hmm. uh how hyperspace works even the stuff in star wars that is technical and scientific always builds back to mm-hmm. for me the flowing in the organic you know uh yeah. midichlorians are symbiotes uh living together for mutual benefit so as much as we can ever get technical, um, midichlorians are microscopic beings that live in our blood and whisper the will of a cosmic energy field. Not super, super technical, ultimately. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I get lost in it, I I definitely go to one of my favorite little Star Wars moments of Force Awakens with Rey kind of in that fight with Kylo, uh, closing her eyes, remembering Maz's words, and it's just kind of, that's the bumper sticker version of all of it there. Hey, it's there. It's there for you. Uh, connect with it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I think uh, I think we've answered this question. Do you feel like, yeah. do you have anything else to add? No, it was great. Jay, you probably did not 
think that you were challenging me, but man, that made a, a tough cup of coffee for me this morning. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very fun thing uh, to discuss and think about. We're going to move on to our next question from James Pasqualci. Uh, apologies if I got your name uh, wrong. Um, we're going to move on to his question. James says, as storytelling evolves, it has become more important to include representation of all kinds. I remember watching the original trilogy and noticing how all of the Imperials were guys. Then episode seven came out and I was excited to see female members of the First Order. Since then, we have gotten some wonderful LGBTQ characters in the books and comics. Different ethnicities are being centered on and even Han, Luke and Leia's presence in the sequel trilogy represents older people. Uh, what representation would you like to see? I'd like to see a wheelchair bound character, which we touched on with Bosk's sister and a Jedi with autism. Plus more LGBTQ on the screen. May the force be with you. Uh, thanks, James, uh, for the great question and the great thought starter. Ken, uh, we've been discussing some of these issues uh, of late as they've been coming up in different storytelling. But where do you go uh, with just your own hopes mm. and dreams for representation in Star Wars? Well, I'll start by uh, going back and, and and agreeing with James of uh, even when you go to the original trilogy, it um, it always stands out to me now when you see the briefing room on Yavin of uh, the rebels. And he, he said it's a great example of the Imperials there, but of just the rebels uh, and uh, the casting of the time. And and it stands out to me. I, just, you, mm-hmm. I cannot not see it now. Um, so uh, and I, I'd like to think that's at least a good starting point to this uh, conversation of of seeing the past and and in 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 learning from it and, and trying to always be better. So I think that's a good starting point. Yeah. Um, and and if I may throw in there quickly, just yep. seeing the evolution of the original trilogy, not that mm-hmm. it suddenly became uh, yeah. incredibly diverse, but just the step forward of like Mon Mothma. You know, yes. just that. That was impactful and important to me yeah. as a kid. To see yeah, he, that she is the the underlying definitive leader yeah. <laughs> of, of the rebellion. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely important. And, and yeah, you're right. I think by Jedi, uh, some steps, but always, you should always move forward. And, and prequels did some great things. Pre- prequels did some bad things. And and I think it's okay to acknowledge all of it and, and try to build forward. So to this uh, question here of just um, what's out there, I, I would love to, number one, uh, to to keep improving on, on what is done in the sense of, uh, bef- uh, obviously not before, but in addition to adding uh, more kinds of uh, representation of just m- moving past some of the tropes, that mm-hmm. we have, 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 uh, and I, I, I will say like, Hey, I kind of, I kind of under, I, I love some of the Tuscan stuff. I love kind of the whole story, but I also understand the conversation of you're sticking to a, a Western movie trope that maybe we could have approached in a different way. Um, the stuff with value you and I've discussed too, and, and yeah. going and just having, making sure Star Wars is, is just hyper aware. There's no problem being hyper aware with the why of what you're doing and how one check mark doesn't mean the journey ends and i and i'm not accusing any star wars creator of doing that but i just think that can be that can you have to be extra careful you can't just say val's here you have to understand what you're doing with that character and that's the hyper awareness that's needed i think to start uh, no i think that's really great to just um except that we are on a journey <laughs> mm-hmm, and, and, mm-hmm. and want the journey to to move toward um, more uh, representation and more uh, of people telling stories from their perspective. Yeah, and, and, and I think the screen uh, side of Star Wars has to, and I, I'm confident it will, but it has to kind of catch up to print. Print mm-hmm. has done a, a, a pretty darn good job and the High Republic is just running on all cylinders uh, with this story. So I think it's a good way to look. All right, so specific answers and it's, this is a kind of a, a, a great week to ask the question, but a, 
little uh, happy coincidence of a lot of people inspired by uh, Troy Kotzer's uh, Oscar win, the Supporting mm-hmm. Actor Award. Uh, a great speech. Uh, a lot of a lot of tears and eyes watching that there. And uh, he's already been in Star Wars, something I had kind of <laughs> forgotten. I knew you were saying on the news show, like, yeah, that, that, that definitely name struck familiar. And then you look back at his work with the Tuscan uh, Raiders in Chapter 5 of, of Mando Season 1 and then helping create uh, the uh, language for Tuscans in uh, Book of Boba Fett. And so he was there, but I was just rewatching Hawkeye, the the Disney Plus series, mm. and you got the character of uh, Maya Echo, who's gonna that's gonna have a spinoff series, and her uh, her her presence in the show just worked so well in the series. Uh, was just part of it, uh, just played as is, uh, and and I, I really was struck the second time of watching, just like it it, it just was, and that's powerful to me. Because uh, it, it, you want you want to highlight the representation, but also it's just that's the character, and 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 she was treated as the character, and I think and, it tied yeah, so well to to Hawkeye's journey, right, of showing yes. a different kind of representation. So much about what what is in Hawkeye that I love is that there are stakes to this mm-hmm. job that he does, right, and yeah. and to to see him, you know, ha- losing his hearing in a in a different way, you know, yeah. is mm-hmm. yeah, that was powerful, and I, I think Star Wars can do that, and and now you have a. a Former already involved in Star Wars, he's, you know he was uh, in, in costume. So here, here's a, here's an award winner who's uh, uh, got some now momentum, uh, wonderful momentum in his career. Let's let's do something with that with Star Wars. I'd be so excited to see uh, to see that. And that was uh, like I said, just kind of a happy, wonderful coincidence to see that speech and also uh, get this question. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, did you have other any other thoughts? Uh, general quick thought of just uh, shapes and sizes are also a good step. Uh, you know, that could, that's uh, long been a Hollywood problem. I understand, but, uh, um, I love watching, uh, you know, shows, uh, movies from other, other countries and other markets where, uh, sometimes, uh, the, the top uh, in shape people aren't always the only ones cast. <laughs> and, and I think that's a little, uh, that has uh, it's in the grand scheme of things might be overlooked and underrated as far as representation, but I think that's powerful too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, shapes and sizes and ideas of even even looking at faces, different ideas of what is beautiful, you know, um, yeah, I think yeah. is, is really, really important. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I definitely have some thoughts of ideas that I'm interested to explore in Star Wars uh, mm-hmm. that that tie to to this question. But I, I mean, big answers. I want everyone to be able to see themselves in Star Wars. I feel mm-hmm. really lucky mm-hmm. that I was able to see myself in in Luke that helped me a lot I was able to see myself I've talked a lot about uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Phantom Menace and I want everyone to to have that experience um, and I want also for uh, different real life cultural personal experiences that people have lived in the real life to be filtered into the story of Star Wars you know to, mm-hmm. to take what people have experienced in real life and make sure that we've been talking about on the new show uh, when we talked about this recently making sure that uh, representation it's so important that it, it includes uh, behind the camera to the mm-hmm. directors writers the people telling the stories so that we get different kinds of stories um, so yeah. that's kind of my big picture thing then some specifics I love I love that James mentions uh, Bosk's sister uh, if anybody isn't familiar this is a story called Tooth in Claw in the, the book from a certain point of view Empire Strikes Back uh, by Michael Kogi uh, I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly I apologize for that but it's a great great story actually I, I refreshed and read a little bit of it uh, I don't want to spoil in it any of it so mm-hmm. if you haven't read it and you're curious 
uh, check it out. Uh, Boss Sister is a fascinating character. Yeah. Um, then other things, yeah, I really, I think you said it so well, Ken. I think uh, on screen needs to catch up with print. And I think in the, one of the biggest ways is I really want to see more LGBTQ plus characters on screen, uh, animated great, but also in live action. Um, uh, that's, that's a whole other discussion we could have about sometimes animated mm. things being seen as less than good, yeah. bad, or otherwise without getting into that culturally, I still think we sort of elevate live action is, you know, the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. So I, I really want to see, uh, uh, that in live action. Um, I, I think an Afro Disney plus live action series would be great. Do, do you, oh, yeah. do you have any, do you think that's coming? Uh, Afra is, is a live action series. I, 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 at one point I thought hundred percent, there was some strong rumors going around and uh, yeah. be careful of those rumors. You never know what to trust. They don't know what's <laughs> wild and crazy. It just, um, yeah, it makes sense, but it makes sense to us as uh, Star Wars fans who are plugged into comics and books and more general public with that, that, that phrase is, uh, you know, we always hear that thrown around, but it's, it's something you have to be concerned about of, you know, how do you introduce this character? I'm not talking about her and, and what she represents, but just, just the character in general. Uh, but I look at, I look at Ahsoka. This was something that came up in the early days, even early days of Force Center or some of the other shows that you and I were on talking Star Wars of, could there be an Ahsoka movie? And the answer was, well, not a lot. No, hardly anyone knows who Ahsoka is. And <laughs> look where we are now. Uh, not only Clone Wars, but hey, showing up in this show. You, uh, in, in Mando and Boba Fett, you know there's a ton of people going, who, who's this now? And causes them to go into a deeper dive. And now we're in a spot where an Ahsoka series, no one, a live actor, no one's batting an eye at it, right? In terms mm-hmm. of the character. Uh, and I, I think you can get there with Afra. So does Afra show up in an end or does she show up uh, elsewhere? Do you even need that or can you just jump right in? Uh, I definitely don't think you need to slowly, you know, I, I don't, you don't need to slowly work the representation in, but just in terms of the actual character. I think you start doing that. I think Afra can be there. There's so many wonderful characters to bring in also the uh, Saint Staros pops to mind, mm-hmm. a wonderful character. So yeah, I, I, I'm just so hopeful. I'm trying to will it into reality. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I think it would be absolutely great. I'm very hopeful for that. Uh, two other uh, quick thoughts. Um, I've always uh, been so moved by that moment at the end of rise of Skywalker where, um, where Lando and Janet connect and, you know, talk about, you know, where they're from and Jenna saying, I don't know. And Lando saying, well, let's find out. And just the, the kindness of that and the power of that in that it, it, it absolutely has some real world reflections. Um, But this idea that that's a story that has already been started in, in galaxy, in star Wars, that the first order soldiers uh, took people from their home in this Mm -hmm. idea of, you know, if it's a Lando and Janna series, live action animated, if it's Finn, if it's characters we've never met, I'm really interested in that idea being explored of the the war is over. Um, what is this journey to find where you where you came from? Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think it's such a great way to talk about issues of socioeconomic class within the galaxy of Star Wars, right? Because just mm-hmm. uh, in story. You know, who did the First Order think they could get away with taking and why, you know? And right. and it, it, obviously it's going to have reflections with real life, but you have lots of uh, room to to use Star Wars as, as allegory, you know? Uh, yeah, it, it, yes. Uh, I think it's you, you said this, just the, the, the cultural experiences uh, are even, um, I don't say, never want to say more important, but just equally as important to this uh, versus just, hey, we have uh, this character, like, 
that 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 is that means a lot. And I talked about just how uh, even some of the stuff in Star Wars, um, the Clone Wars, and just how it's uh, you know dealing with real life situations help helps me uh, learn more about the real world, not just in Star mm-hmm. Wars and hope and fear and all those big Star Wars concepts, but just like oh, seeing things through another person's eyes. I think Star Wars can do that. I think it's a great jumping off point. The the Lando and Jana moment is one you you and I really do love. Um, talked about it at the time. And so, yeah. And, and, and going back to the T- Tuscan thing, I think uh, not to, you know, uh, kick, kick, uh, kick the tires on that debate again, but just there's a lot of, there was a lot of powerful stuff in there. A lot of uh, stark reminders of, of real life history and real world, but mm-hmm. that's not, we also want to explore a, different endings and different lessons and different stories uh, and the entire picture. And I understand that. And that's why I think that the cultural experience is just as important as, uh, as anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing for me on this uh, final thought is I also think I, I absolutely want representation. Like I said, I want everyone to be able to see themselves in Star Wars. That's the first thing. But I also just think that Star Wars has so much room to just deal with the ideas connected to mm. uh, diverse identities, diverse cultures, right? Uh, Star Wars definitely plays with this, but I think that you could have some screen stories that that's kind of, that's the main thing that's that's at stake, right? Of uh, different cultures coming together, together, different forms of communication, misunderstanding because of different perspectives, uh, it, cultures with different understanding of the force. It, it almost feels a little bit like the what they're setting up for phase two of the High Republic of the Jedi and the Republic sweeping out into the Outer Rim and encountering mm-hmm. different cultures might get into a little bit of that um, that kind of storytelling of what what happens when when two cultures with two different perspectives or multiple cultures meet mm-hmm. and how do you find uh, that that common ground that connects us while also celebrating what makes us different. I think Star yeah. Wars has a lot of room to to just tell that story with uh, you know I- I- alien cultures created for a space fantasy mm-hmm. galaxy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's really effective when it can potentially uh, you know life changing. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I Ken, I don't know if you're with me on this, but I'm also uh, uh, I, my true final thing is uh, keep them older characters coming. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've, I've had a good life. I've had a good life, but as more gray pops in my beard, uh, you think about that more. <laughs> yep. Yep. The, the sequel trilogy was rich, uh, letting us see the, uh, original trilogy heroes, uh, mm-hmm. as older people, the leads in, in Boba Fett, both being, yeah. you know, older human beings, man, was that great. Yeah, it was great. It's great. All right. Any other thoughts or should we take a quick break? Uh, my, my thought is you younger listeners, don't you worry, you'll get there. You'll get there. Yep. Representation for the gray. That's (laughs) what we are talking about. And uh, representation for everyone. Great question. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we are back to take our two questions from patrons on Patreon. We go first to Natasha Stefan. Uh, Natasha says, I would be interested to hear what approach you take when you hit an emotional roadblock with Star Wars. I lean on my fandoms during stressful times like a multi-year pandemic or worldwide political strife or just a week of bad migraines. However, that mechanism can backfire and end up hurt by the very vehicle I'm using to make my escape. My team fails to qualify for a major quadrennial tournament or my favorite musician passes into the force and I'm broken down by the side of the only road out of town. Right now, I'm stuck in the middle of a Clone Wars rewatch at the Reiko Hardeen arc. Our heroes just made it through the horrors of Umbara in Zygeria. Ahead lie the temple bombing and Five's death, which foreshadows Anakin's fall and the rise of the Empire. I am in control of my own uh, destiny, or at least my own devices, so I can skip the hard parts and just listen to your excellent recaps. Or I can binge Bad Batch and the Book of Boba Fett. But when every new show gives us a different view of Order 66 and drives us past previously unseen but no less distressing roadside memorials, the dark side starts to feel like an inevitable destination. So what do you do when that happens? Do you just lean further in, maybe listen to a podcast or two about happiness and hope in Star Wars? (laughs) 
Or do you press pause and take in some perspective along with the fresh air afforded you by your subtropical climate? You're both fortunate to have supportive partners. Perhaps they perform some elaborate night sister rituals or guide (laughs) you through Jedi katas. Uh, I can't remember if you've previously answered a question like this. If if so, please accept my apologies, though awkwardly performed by someone who has definitely not gone to Coruscant finishing school. Thanks, and may the force be with you. Thank you so much uh, for this great, honest question, Natasha. No apologies needed whatsoever. We talk a lot about fear and hope in Star Wars and uh, processing the darkness, but I don't think we've ever really talked about this specific idea of you're, you're, you're challenged by the world, you're going to your comfort place, Star Wars, and you left off at a really, really dark section. Yeah. And the thing that you're going to for comfort is also bumming you out. I think that's a really interesting question. So where do you go with that, Ken? Uh, well, first of all, I was going to say, Natasha, that's one of my... Uh favorite questions ever received just in terms of writing style, um, uh, humor, humor and uh, honesty. Great job on that question. Love that. And I think this is a question that might just be- best be answered by a entire fleet of four center listeners and how <laughs> you all deal with that there. Um, gosh, Joseph, I got to, I think Natasha has given some of the best advice uh, in this question of, of how, when that happens, you can take time to focus on what you know you need during a particular time and knowing mm-hmm. Um, when and, and what your limits are at a particular time. I, I might be, I don't know, because who hasn't sat down on a Saturday night and just said, I need a fun movie? Right. Uh, I've done that, done that with uh, Grace uh, as well. Grab the the album of the of the rock band to get your toes tapping, not the not heartbreak, you know, that kind of thing. And, and so shall it be with Star Wars, I guess. But I, I, I have to confess, like I'm one of the ones that just kind of, I'll watch a documentary about a disaster five times. I, I, I study tragedies in a different way. So I feel this a little different. And I just think when it, when it, when, when it hits me, I know, and, and to Natasha point, I just, uh, I just know when I need a palate cleanse and that, that, that it's important. You can find the hope in star Wars. You can find the purpose in the darkness. You can find a, a path out of it through these stories, but you just, it's okay that that's the day you just need, I don't know, porgs or Ewoks dancing and go seek that out. (laughs) Yeah, I really agree with that. I think, you know, there are a lot of rough parts of Star Wars and, and, you know, events like Order 66 where, you know, it is relevant to different characters' journeys. So we kind of go to that, but it, it has this almost different vibe because like, you know, if you're really affected by that story, it is, it's, you know, it's revisiting something that you know is rough. Um, and if the stories are doing a good job, they make you feel it from that character's perspective. So you feel it all over again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really get that. And like the Umbara arc in particular for Clone Wars, I think that's one of the things that hit me really hard. It is so, it is so well done. It's so well structured to make me just want to scream <laughs> at mm. the screen of like, don't, he's giving you bad advice and you know it or bad orders and you know it just don't do it go rogue uh so like i've definitely had some times where i have you know uh, what there was that mm-hmm. time where netflix was rattling the saber that they were going to take the clone wars off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i dropped what i was doing and i watched a bunch of it and i skipped specific arcs because it's like mm. i'm not in the place for them right mm. um and my wife and I do that a lot when, you know, we discuss what we want to watch and we've made a bunch of different lists of movies we want to watch. And there's a ton of them on there that are like, we want to have seen this. We have mm-hmm. no doubt it is an exceptional film. 
we can't handle it tonight, (laughs) you know? So uh, there's a lot of heavier uh, uh, films that like we just, we don't prioritize because of this kind of thing of knowing what you need out of art at a specific time. And for me, sometimes what I need is to lean into a darker thing. Yeah. I've talked a lot Mm -hmm. lately about, I got a lot of comfort from Empire Strikes Back as a teen and a young man, because I, I felt like I had a lot of um, pain and I didn't know how to express it or ask for help. Mm-hmm. And seeing characters I love also being in pain felt honest and I felt seen. Uh, I could not have expressed any of that at the time. I just thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but that's what it was doing for me. Uh, and, and I'm still that way sometimes where like uh, a couple weeks back, I was like, oh, hey, what if I just listen to some sad music? That's great. <laughs> yeah. Because it just felt like accepting honestly like I'm sad right now. And, you know, yeah. and finding the art that you need in the moment. So I, I definitely have had times where, like, I want to lean into sad mm-hmm. or or dark. Uh, and then other times, like, I know I need to watch something that's going to pick me up. And yeah. I think it's just fine to know know what you need and, and pick that uh, for your mm-hmm. viewing to to help you out. Yeah, I'm with you too, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm over here like give me pain. There, there's things I just yeah don't watch. I don't love horror horror films because I just don't like being scared. <laughs> I don't like it, and it affects me, and it affects me. And I think uh, I want to be clear. I, I have things I, I don't go to as well. But uh, to Natasha's question of um, when when Star Wars hurts, there you go. That's that's a good topic. <laughs> uh, uh, and and what do you get out of it? And I'm a little like you too, where it's like. I, I sometimes need to go dance with the pain that hurts me the most so I can I can maybe hopefully know better how to process it, um, how to move forward. And, and that's not that does not work for everybody and, and not Mm-mm. or not work for everybody all the time. And I think that's just uh, it's OK to say that and it's OK to be, uh, be feeling that there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, uh, uh, I am also enjoying some of the Star Wars stories that are set during the Imperial era, mm-hmm. where there is a ton of darkness, uh, but it's inspiring then to see characters find hope. You know, we've talked about it a lot on our on our totally. Bad Batch discussions, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that show is really walking us through and going, here's how this planet is being <laughs> horribly affected by the empire here's how this planet uh here's where the dime drops on this planet that the empire is not great and yet through it all there's this happy little weird family you know yeah (laughs) munching on space treats and like that uh i I understand and i'm not saying that's just the answer uh uh, for anybody listening but i think for me that is what i ultimately celebrate about star wars and i think what is so important is um that stories show you that that you can strive to find hope in, in dark times you know mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. And not not saying that that's just prescriptive and that people mm-hmm. should just see that theme in star wars and be okay because I, I think natasha's pointing out a really good thing even sometimes when there's a the the uh germ of hope uh, a little flower of hope in the darkness sometimes you don't want to roll around in the darkness and i think that makes yeah. a, a ton of sense yeah yeah no we've, we've been focusing on uh this idea lately of uh, you know star wars is kind of uh this is very general just the idea of star wars is about what could be and mm. so therefore i kind of think there's always hope to be found and you and i talk about obviously hope is the big thing in star wars and we say hope and fear hope versus fear but i love hope finding hope in the fear and in the dark times is where i uh take a lot of inspiration from but again Some days you just got to see some porgs fly around and that is just as important.
Yeah, sometimes you just got to watch, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi and end on a nice upbeat and watch those Ewoks dance. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Natasha does also uh, uh, ask a little bit about, um, you know, uh, our, our lives here in uh, in California. We're both lucky to have support partners. We're both lucky to be able to walk outside most days without uh, horrific weather uh, attacking us, which is an experience. <laughs> That I did have in Minnesota. I'd like to walk outside. <laughs> the air does not want me to right now. Uh, so we are very, very lucky. Uh, do you have things that you you go to, Ken, for just like um, you kind of need to, to, to shake the cobwebs off? Do you, do you go for a walk? Do you have any other non-Star Wars films that are like your your treats to help you recenter what, what kind of tricks do you have up your sleeve <laughs> they're all depressing they're all depressing films um <laughs> it's funny and it, it, it's raining here today after last week it's like 90 degrees i've sweating in my studio when we're recording today it's raining and it's a cold raid people don't make fun um i am a big walker big walker i'm a headphones in let me go just listen to music and uh, daydream and solve all my problems or just get out, which is why I failed to really analyze the Dooku Jedi Lost story because I was trying to listen to that on walks and I just didn't hear half of it. <laughs> I was off in dreamland. So I do that a lot. Um, and then just, uh, you know, I, yeah. It's it, it video games are a dangerous thing. Uh, I really, in terms of just addiction, you and I have talked uh, about that. Mm. You've been open about um you sometimes really love video games. Yeah. <laughs> it can affect you. Uh, but it, it is, um, as long as it's measured, I, I think I, I do. Uh, Grace, uh, it's a, it, she's so wonderfully supportive, but I had to finally say like, hey, I'm just not playing uh, my, as you call them, my video games um, to ignore. I, I am drifting away. I, I am barely paying attention to what is on the screen. It is a little bit of a meditation when mm. I'm managing a baseball team or riding around the dusty plains of Red Dead Redemption 2. I just got can't do it for six hours <laughs> like I want to sometimes, <laughs> but it helps. And then uh, I, uh, you know, uh, working out. And I just feel like I'm li- listing all the things I do in life, my vices. But like, yeah, w- working out is is not just about health and everything. It is a time to be alone for a half hour, 45 minutes to an hour, whatever and concentrate on, on what I'm doing in that moment um, and put everything else aside. So that's a little bit what I do. And then I go back to the painful, hurtful media that just uh, breaks my heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I am similar. The, the video games can get frustrating, but if you, you have a game that you really know, right. And, and even mm. like with, with like Red that's Dead, I'm just like, yeah. I'm collecting flowers. Maybe yep. I'll run into an animal, whatever. Yep. Um, that wow can that be a a meditation uh you know because you're engaged right but yep. it's this different part of you um yeah mm. so uh I, I recommend if you know if possible uh for myself i getting in touch with my body mm. you know moving around in, in whatever way uh that i can you know walking is great and i am lucky to be able to uh have that uh that available to me um is sometimes riding a horse. I haven't done that in a long time, but that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. I read Dead Redemption and not do anything, but uh, <laughs> just ride around on the horse and listen yeah. to music. <laughs> that might be great. Uh, final thing is, uh, I think people have strong and different opinions about this film. But if anyone's ever looking for a pick-me-up film and they kind of want to watch something Star Wars related, uh, I'm a big fan of the film Christopher Robin uh, starring mm. you know, Ewan McGregor. Uh, lots of great memes, uh, but also the actor who portrayed C.O. Bibble. It's a Star Wars reunion, uh, and that that is just a great, lovely uh, pick-me-up film. I'm trying to think of my – I'm really trying to think of the answer I can give for that, to, like my <laughs> version of it. But I, it, it's like 
like, man, like I, I listed like my, my therapist years ago wanted to know my top 10 favorite movies at the time uh, in the late 2000s. And I gave him my list and he was just like, we got, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. Um, so yeah. So it's usually Star Wars. It's usually yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, no. And I and for some people that movie is Halloween, uh, which is mm-hmm. everybody's different. Uh yeah. totally understandable. Yeah. Uh yeah. any final thoughts, Ken? No, um, no. Great great Natasha, great question. We might have to revisit this and I'd love to hear other other thoughts uh from uh listeners, uh, even just in Discord of of uh how Star Wars can affect you and how you get past that. And it's a, it's an interesting, valuable question. And and finally, like this is why, why I love Rise of Skywalker. I, I and I I always say it continues to make me cry because I call it a spiritual journey. I think there's something for me when they get to the end of that. And it is mm-hmm. all of us getting to a certain point in your life. And, and, and despite the losses, despite the pain, uh, still feeling connections and still being there present and still moving forward. I, that's, that's one of the reasons I love the end uh, of that movie, just that movie overall so much. Yeah. So many beats, but you know, yeah. Uh, alone, never have you been. That gets mm-hmm. me every time and, and helps mm-hmm. me every time. I, I did think of one other thing. Uh, and we've talked about this in context of sort of getting caught up in the, uh, the discourse around Star Wars. I also think that it's just, it's great to recognize that our relationship to Star Wars is multifaceted. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. not just viewing. It, everybody has a different way that they've brought Star Wars into their lives. And I've sometimes had some moments where like, I'm getting grumpy. And then I just see a picture of an action figure or mm-hmm. one of my own action figures. And I'm just like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I love. So I think there's also, you know, you know, try to, if watching the, the next run of episodes might not be what you need, maybe Star Wars can be there for you in a different way. If you reconnect to it in yeah. whatever way, other ways you bring it into your life. Love it. All right. Great question. Going to move on to our final question from Michael McCarcel. Michael says, hey, Force Center friends, we've had a few specific Star Wars stories adapted into multiple media, like the Lost Stars manga. Personally, I tend to lean towards visual storytelling over novels. I find being able to see everything helps me more deeply invest in the story. The High Republic comics actually helped me a great deal when uh, reading The Fallen Star because I already had a significant understanding of the layout of Starlight Beacon. So I guess my question is whether you think they should do more adaptations of stories we've already gotten in novel form into a comic or manga. Uh, Do you have any stories in particular that you'd like to see adapted? Thanks. May the force be with you. Ken, where do you go with this? I mean, I, I love this. Uh, I love, I love this question. Love the ideas. I own uh, a lot of these. Uh, I recently bought the Leia princess of Alderaan uh, manga at my comic shop, but I got I haven't read them yet. This is weird. I just, I think I collect, I have that collector mindset of, oh, I love that book. Let me, let me put it on the shelf. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take that dive into it, but I'm kind of with Michael on some of that, making the joke earlier about like Dooku Jedi Lost. Uh, even when I read, I, I read fast, but drift away faster. Mm. <laughs> so it's just been a thing my whole life. I'm a big reader, big reader as a kid, but like I have to read in smaller chunks of the time. Otherwise um, I just kind of get oddly bored and I move on. So I think it helps having pictures like I've been, I've enjoyed the high Republic era where I can even was, even with geode, I can be like, Oh, that's what they, that's what Claudia Gray is picturing. And it helps me. It helps me a lot. So I've, I've enjoyed that. So other, other stories, um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind. I don't even know if it even has to be, uh, just, um, 
just uh, other books. I mean, I, I love even when uh, Star Wars comic adaptations of movies is, is pretty yeah. powerful to me too. It, it retells the story in a different way. So I'll take all of them. I think the real, I'll keep collecting them. Whether I read them or not, I'll keep collecting them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just picked up the High Republic one, uh, The Edge mm. of Balance, right? Yep. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I've picked up a lot of them because I really like the, the visual storytelling. I like things being told in multiple formats, but... Yeah, regardless of what the visual style is, I would love to see some of the novels uh, uh, presented, you know, in visual form. I love what Michael is saying about, you know, people perceive things differently, process things differently. So wanting to be more visual makes sense. Uh, You know, it would be easy to just kind of turn this into a list of uh, the books I like. (laughs) Mm. Um, But I think Rebel Rising has a lot in it that would be really valuable to people. I think could really uh, uh, connect to that. That I think mm-hmm. that just is such a powerful story of of Jin in those really important formative years. Uh, you know, a lot of great connections with uh, with Saw. I would that I would love to see um, Resistance Reborn. It's a, an interesting novel to or story really mm. to revisit now that uh, it came out before Rise of Skywalker. And there's a lot in there that kind of connects some dots. And mm-hmm. I, I would love to see that uh, story reach uh, more people. Um, a huge one for me is Dark Disciple. I would love to oh, see yeah. that uh, translated because it's history of being uh, something that started as visual. And I think that story is so great. It has so many incredibly important, interesting ideas in it and just quality time with Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress. Yeah, uh, yeah I absolutely love to see that one. And final one for me, uh, another novel that I really enjoy, a story I really enjoy is uh, Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice. Uh, mostly I just want to see an artist's representation of a young Kenobi riding his first Varactyl. Spoilers for that book. There's some Varactyl riding, and I'd like to see it with my eyes. Yeah, you know what? I would love to, because I would love to revisit the story, because the book, I loved so much in it, but at the time, wasn't sure what I was getting and what it was going to do. I was a little caught up in what what it could mean for Last Jedi. But the, the, the Legends of Luke Skywalker book uh, by Ken Liu, which just goes, you know, all wonderfully over the map with some just imaginative scenarios and situations and creatures and characters like to see what what it means we'll see the image of it i i think i'd love that more than i i think i would have thought at the time you are in luck there is a a manga of of that what yeah see there it? is yeah i picked yeah. it up and it, i picked it up because i had that same thing of like i gotta see this <laughs> okay i really see this and i haven't read it all the way through i flipped through it exactly in the way that michael is describing of like oh, how do they picture this how do they picture that Ah, oh, see, there you go. Ask and you shall receive. I think. Oh, there it is. Let's go. Let's look at the manga. Do I add to cart right now? I, I think I do. I think we have a live adding to cart. Uh, <laughs> go and post and add a big uh, click, and then ah, oh, added to cart. <laughs> Price to go too. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Yeah, no, that's great. See, yeah. there you go. There you go. A live purchase is a great way to wrap up uh, this episode of Cues of the Force. Thank you all so much uh, for these great and insightful questions. Ken, where can people find us? Hey, you can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. On April 8th, if you're listening uh, in order of the show and you're not a couple years ahead, we'll be doing another live Q&A Force Center on YouTube. Uh, Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Uh, podcasts available on a lot of different spots, including Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and more merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash force center and you can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center you can follow me at cadnapsock or go to my website cadnapsock.com for updates on all the things i do 
potentially adding some comedy shows soon and maybe some uh, fall swings through places like Nashville and Atlanta and stuff like that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned if you care. Uh, Joseph, you. <laughs> yeah, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out all of my other comedy adventures uh, on my website joseph scrimshaw uh, links to uh, josephscrimshaw.com uh, links to uh, shows i've uh, written for uh, plays i've written uh, my other podcast obsessed all sorts of adventures and hopefully some shows in the future as well uh, but for now for myself for ken for all of the characters that we would like to see pictures of this has been questions of the Force. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.